There was a time in my life when I felt insecure, insignificant, unloved, not valued. I felt like life is meaningless, purposeless, and empty. Until I encountered the love of God. The unconditional, radical love of God turned my life around. I realized how God sees me. I am loved, I am valued, I am significant in God's eyes. I am treasured by God because of Jesus Christ, and I am valued by God because of God's grace. And because of God's grace, I am the apple in God's eye. Perhaps you are going through a similar experience today. You probably feel insecure, insignificant, unloved, not valued. Let me tell you that God loves you, and He invites us to enjoy His grace and His mercy that changes us, that heals us, that fills us, that strengthens us, that cleanses us. His love that saves us. You are loved, you are valued, you are significant in God's eyes, you are treasured by God. Because of His grace and His love displayed when Jesus died on the cross, you are the apple in God's eye. The people during the time of Haggai and Zechariah also felt the same sentiments. They have lost their kingdom, they have lost their king, their city lies in ruins, God's temple lies in ruins, their future is uncertain, they are surrounded by their enemies. The walls of Jerusalem are broken. The name Zechariah means God remembers. So the book of Zechariah, similar to the book of Haggai, is a book about encouragement. God is encouraging His people that He never forgets them. He never forgets His covenant with them. God remembers His promises to them. Through a series of dreams and night visions given by God to Zechariah, God encourages His people and gives them hope. And God also invites His people to repent from their sins and trust Him again. God reminds His people that He has been faithful to them in the past, that He cares for them in the present, and that He will accomplish His plans for them in the future. But they have to trust Him. Today, we will be talking about one of these visions given by God to Zechariah. God is saying to His people that amidst their discouragements, their disappointments, their despair, He never forgets. He remembers them and He cares for them. That is God's message to you and me as well. When you think you are not enough, remember God loves you. He chose you. He places great value in you. You are more than enough. You are His precious treasure. You are the apple in God's eye. There are at least three significant lessons through this message of God through the prophet Zechariah. God is the strong security for His people. God is the source of satisfaction for His people. And God offers salvation to all nations through His people. So one of the night visions God gave to Zechariah is about a man with a measuring line in his hand. Zechariah asked him, Where are you going? And the man replied, I'm about to measure Jerusalem to see how wide and how long it is. For engineers, architects, and construction people, when they are about to build a wall around the city, they have to measure the city first. They have to know how wide and how long it is. So in Zechariah's vision, when the man is about to measure the city, God says, I will be your wall. I will be the wall of Jerusalem. While the angel who was speaking to me was leaving, another angel came to meet him and said to him, Run, tell that young man, Jerusalem will be a city without walls because of the great number of people and animals in it. 
and I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. In this dream, God is saying, Jerusalem will be filled with so much people coming from many nations. God is saying, I will protect you, I will defend you, I will be a wall around you. I will be your wall of fire. God also says in Zechariah's dream that he will punish all the nations and the empires that have caused suffering to his people. This is what the Lord Almighty says, After the glorious one has sent me against the nations that have plundered you, for whoever touches you touches the apple of my eye. So in this vision, God encourages his people. I love you. You are precious to me. I delight in you. I will protect you. I will defend you. You are my treasure. You are the apple in my eye. Have you ever felt that kind of love? The love that is willing to fight for you. The love that is willing to protect you. The love that says, whoever touches you, touches the apple in my eye. This is a similar feeling I feel when I look at a crowd of people. And the only person I notice is the person I love, my wife. That is what it means to be the apple in one's eye. There might be hundreds of people in a crowded room, but there's only one person that touches your heart. There's only one person that brings me delight. There's only one person that grants pleasure in my heart, the one I love, and that's my wife. That is what it means to be the apple in one's eye. It is also similar to seeing a crowd of children, hundreds of children, but there's only one child that brings delight, that brings pleasure, that sparks joy in my heart, and that's my son. He is the apple in my eye. So when God says to his people, you are the apple in my eye, I will move heaven and earth to protect you. I will be a wall around you. I will fight for you. I love you and you are precious to me. God is saying to his people, I will never stop loving you. No matter what you go through, no matter what happens around you, I will be your God and you will be my people. That's the kind of love God has for us. That's the kind of delight and value God has for you. When you feel insecure, God is our ultimate source of security. He is our wall of protection. This does not mean that we will not go through suffering and pain, difficulties, and problems in life. But rather, God will hold us no matter what we go through. Being our security means God will never let us go through thick and thin, through the joy and the pain, through the good and the bad. We may be hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. We may be perplexed but not in despair. We may be persecuted but not abandoned. We may be struck down but not destroyed. That is what security means. Our beauty may fade, our money may run out, our business may fail, our health may decline, our relationships may break, our problems may remain unsolved. But through it all, God remains to be the strength of our hearts. God remains to be the peace in our minds. That is what security means. When you think you are not enough, remember God loves you. He chose you and He places great value in you. You are more than enough. You are His precious treasure. You are the apple in God's eye. The second lesson we can learn from this portion of Zechariah is this. God is the source of satisfaction for His people. 
God is our highest pleasure. God is our greatest delight. God is our true happiness. God is the source of our satisfaction. God is our true fulfillment in life. In Zechariah's vision, the Lord says, Jerusalem, I will be its glory within. In the vision God gave Zechariah, He says about Jerusalem, I will be its glory within. There are three ways the word glory is used. One way is to use glory as an attribute of God. We say glory of God. We worship a glorious God. We also talk about glory using it to give glory to God, to give worship, to give honor to God. But there is also a third use for the word glory. While God's glory can mean God's splendor or God's renown, God's glory can also mean the satisfaction that comes from God. When God created the first human beings, they came into this world with glory. They were designed with glory. God gave the first human beings fulfillment, satisfaction, delight, and pleasure. God gave them His glory. So to have the glory of God in us is to live out our, our true humanity, our original design, to live with purpose, to live with satisfaction, to live with delight and fulfillment, to live with meaning and purpose in life, to live with God's glory. But when humanity fell into sin, we were kicked out of the garden and we were separated from the presence of God because of sin. We have lost that glory. That's why every human being born into this world are sinful and separated from God and we feel unsatisfied. There's no purpose and meaning in our lives. True happiness and true fulfillment and true meaning and true satisfaction, we lost it all. That is why the Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Our fall from glory means that God's renown and God's splendor and that the satisfaction we found in God was stripped from us. The satisfaction, the glory, that was designed by God that we carry through our lives was lost. That is why every person in this world is in search for that glory. We're seeking for satisfaction, for happiness, for fulfillment in life. And that happens when we find God. Through Jesus Christ, God's glory is restored in us. God saves us, God redeems us, God gives us a new life, and God restores the glory that we lost. That is the reason why nothing in this world will ever truly satisfy. It's not money, it's not success, it's not achievements, it's not material things, it's not relationships, it's not people. Only God can give us true fulfillment in life. This is what C.S. Lewis was saying when he says, If I find myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. So in Zechariah's vision, God is saying that I will be my people's glory. I will be the glory of Jerusalem. He's saying the only way my people will find satisfaction and fulfillment and happiness in this world is when they find me, when they trust me, when they worship me, when they are with me, and I am with them. God is our highest pleasure. God is our greatest delight. God is our true happiness. God is our source of satisfaction. God is our fulfillment in life. When you think you are not enough, remember God loves you. He chose you. He places great value in you. 
You are more than enough. You are His precious treasure. You are the apple in God's eye. The third message we can learn from this portion of Zechariah is this. God offers salvation to all nations through His people. In Zechariah's vision, God seems to be saying that many people from many nations will come to the city of God. This has resemblance to God's promise to Abraham. He says, I will bless you and the nations will be blessed through you. So God is saying the same thing to his people during Zechariah's time. I will bless you and many nations, many people will be blessed through you as well. Shout and be glad, daughter of Zion, for I am coming and I will live among you, declares the Lord. Many nations will be joined with the Lord in that day and will become my people. I will live among you and you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. This is a beautiful dream given by God to Zechariah. It encourages his people about the love of God to them and to all nations as well. That God's love stretches beyond Jerusalem, beyond Israel, beyond his people. And that God is reaching all nations. God is reaching all people, all tribe, all tongue. Through the prophet Zechariah, God is giving them a vision of the future. That the new Jerusalem, the city of God, will one day be filled with people coming from every nation, every tribe, every race, every language. So the truth is, God uses His people to reach the world. God uses us, you and me, who are followers of Jesus Christ, to share the good news, to be a light to the world, to be a blessing to our neighbors. People around us will be attracted to God because of our lives, because of our witness, because of our love, because of our kindness, because of our words, our actions. God uses us, God uses His people to share the message of salvation to others. So once again, this is an encouragement to the people during the time of Zechariah that despite the many trials and testings and difficulties and suffering that you went through, in spite of your struggles, your imperfections, your weaknesses, your sin, I will still use you. I will bless you to bless others. I will make you my messengers of love to the world. Isn't that amazing? God can use you and me even though we fail and we make mistakes. Even though we're sinful and struggling with a lot of temptations, even when we are weak and failing, God can use us to change the world. God can use us to bless others. God can use you to save many lives. God will use us to show God's love to others. When you think you are not enough, remember God loves you. He chose you. He places great value in you. You are more than enough. You are His precious treasure. You are the apple in God's eye. You probably feel insecure, insignificant, unloved, and not valued. Let me tell you today that God loves you. And He invites you and I to every day enjoy His grace, His mercy, and His love. The love that satisfies us. The grace that changes us. The mercy that cleanses us. The kindness of God that strengthens us and saves us. Let me say that you are loved, you are valued, you are treasured by God. You are the apple in God's eye. God is the strong security for His people. God is the source of satisfaction for His people. And God offers salvation to all nations through His people. Let us pray. 
Father, we thank you that today you reminded us that you are the source of our security, that no amount of money or wealth or success or achievements or things or people in this world will ever make us secure. Lord, you are the source of our strength. You alone can protect us and guide us. But more than that, Father, you also are the source of true satisfaction in life. Nothing in this world, no person in this world can truly make us happy. You are the source of fulfillment in our lives. You are the source of glory in our lives. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you use us in spite of us, in spite of our struggles and weaknesses and failures and mistakes and sinfulness. You use us to bless others. You use us to reach out to others and to share your love to many people. Help us, Father, as your people, to follow you, to trust you, to obey you. And Lord, to enjoy your love and your grace and your delight and your pleasure and your love for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We, we give you all glory and all honor today. In Jesus' name, amen.